The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to episode 41 of the Makers of Minnesota. I appreciate you listening today. If you are listening, you know that each week we catalog people that are doing unique and cool things in the Twin Cities. We talk to makers around the state, and today we have someone who's very interesting. I've been wanting to talk to her for a long time. Her name is Jody Levon, and Jody uh, characterizes herself as the intuitive coach. Um, She is also an author. She's written a couple of books, the Happy Medium book series and speaking, or the second book is Speaking the Language of Intuition. It's another book in the series, the Happy Medium. Easy for me to say, right, Jody? Very good. So I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. Um, You are a regular on Twin Cities Live. You are, when we were walking in, you knew some folks at My Talk, which is our other radio station here at Hubbard. And you're a nationally recognized intuitive coach and psychic. And what I read in your bio is that you prefer the word intuitive coach too psychic. Why is that necessarily? There's many reasons. First of all, I coach with my intuition. I don't tell people their future. I don't tell them what to do. And then I also feel like there's a negative connotation around the word psychic. There are so many amazing psychics out there. There have been a few that have been um, less than pretty with their actions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people think of a psychic. It's not true. We're everybody's psychic, actually. But intuitive coach describes how I use my psychic and intuitive skills. And I'm a medium as well. So I've been just, I'm very interested in you because this particular show is about entrepreneurs and people that are making and doing cool things with their skills and their arts. And you are a self-made person that is making a living by being an intuition coach. How did you go down that road? Like, what was the impetus for you to be like, oh, I can make money doing this. This could be my business. Well, it didn't start out. That's not how I started out. Sure. I was going to be a school teacher. I was going to be a business person. Lots of things I wanted to do and to be. I was going to be a psychologist. And I ended up doing really well in business, like unusually well in business and really well in sales and teaching people how to sell. Yep. And I was a property and marketing analyst for a large real estate company for many, many years. And I was using my intuition. The people that worked with me knew that I was intuitive, but I never came right out and just said what I was doing because I always backed everything up with facts. Mm -hmm. So after I got pregnant with my second child, my husband really encouraged me to come further out of the psychic closet. I love that you say that because I read that in your bio, too, that you came out of the psychic closet. What year was that that you came out? See, Aaron was born in 2000, so I would say 98, 99. I mean, people knew about me. I had clients. I actually was doing readings for private clients, but I wasn't putting it on the air. I wasn't advertising for Just it. Just like all women, we always have like more than one job, right? Yes. Okay, so how did you, do you remember the first time that you thought, wow, this is different than how everybody else thinks? Yes, 
Because I knew when I went on to a property, when I was doing property management, that what I would give them advice, and the second I stepped on the property, things started to rent. I mean, things just went better. They just went better. So I knew there was something about the energy. Sure. And so I would just no- I was noticing it my whole life. But when I noticed that my intellect and my business sense worked really well with my intuitive sense and that it helped other people, that's when I thought, okay, this works. This is what I'm going to do. And were there other people that were modeling that type of behavior prior? Like, how did you know, for instance, how to charge for an intuitive coaching session? There was nobody. I could not find anybody like me. Yeah. Especially because I have really, really especially good boundaries. And way back when I started this, nobody was talking about boundaries, which would mean me not just reading you. You know, just not reading everybody in the room and picking everything up. I had really good boundaries about not doing that. I'd worked hard at that. So... Now, but I also have this thing when I start to open up to talk that, like, energy comes in and, like, whooshes my mind away. So repeat your question. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's funny that because that happens to me, too, actually. Um, just how did you model your Charging. business? Yeah, and how did you know how much to charge and to literally set this up like an entrepreneurial business versus a cottage industry? So I was doing private business coaching for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to come out of more of the psychic closet, and I looked nationally and internationally what people were charging. I had people kind of compare me, have a reading and compare me, and I went by my intuition to say, we're in Minnesota. I'm going to be lower than what the national – I had actually people calling me and saying you should be higher because nationally, internationally, the way that I fit in, I should have been higher. But I said I live in Minnesota, and more than that, I want everybody to be able to have a taste of this. And how, so the first time that you, you're in the property management field, you're feeling this, these thoughts come in, how did you know that not everybody thought like you did? Well, I knew as a little girl that I was picking things up about people that other people weren't. And I knew because I would say things about a new student coming in and it ended up being true. And my friends would look at me in first grade and go, huh? Or seventh grade and go, huh? And I also knew to be quiet about it because it didn't exactly bring people loving me. They was that in scared. your family? Like, did you, mm-hmm. was your mom no. trying to? My mom was, my mom was one of the people that didn't, she wouldn't do this now, but really tried to quiet me down with it. Yeah. Because I'd spout off with things that were true. And I was in a family where people didn't talk about how they felt at all. And I was always exploding with it. Because it was just so present in your physical thoughts and you could see stuff that I could. other people couldn't exactly. perceive. Like your beautiful necklace, your green necklace, I can see that. Other, If you compare it to the intuitive process, other people c- couldn't see it. Right. But I could see it. I could touch it. It's it's there. And I was told there is no green necklace. It makes you kind of feel crazy. And did your mom believe that you had this intuitive ability or maybe she had it too and she was afraid of it? Well, I don't know that we back then thought of it as an intuitive ability. I think she just wanted me to shut up. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, let's not make waves. Were you in a big family? I was in a big family, and my parents were not overly happily married. So there was a lot of tension, and I'd spout off about that. Where did you fall in the hierarchy of your family? How many kids were there? Four children, and I'm three of four. Okay. Three girls and then a little boy. All right, that's interesting. I'm in the same familial origin of place as you are. Really? So is my husband. That's really cool. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so you decide that you've got this business skill. What do business people that are going about their day to day, is there something common that we overlook as business people? I feel like we women in particular do not listen to their own guts very often. Well, I feel like I agree with you. We ignore our gut, but I also feel like 
we don't think that speaking up is an okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. And in most businesses, any ask any successful business owner, they use their intuition. They may call it something else, their gut feeling, a, a knowing feeling. They might have a dream. My grandfather used to have dreams. That's all intuition. And we tend to play it down as women, whereas men, it's it seems to me that it's more matter of fact. They almost view it, I think, my husband used to talk about that he, it was his business sense. I don't know what mine was, but I never thought of it as business sense. I just thought of it as my gut feeling or I just have a sense. And we all have it. And it can be a remarkable tool to use in business. It actually is remarkable in every place in your life. But in business, it's so much fun to use it because you have things on paper that you've been very careful about. That's wonderful. You know in your heart how you feel about something. When When you throw in that intuition, it balances everything out. I'm talking to Judy, or I just called you Judy, Judy, Jody, Judy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. Jody, Levon, the intuitive coach. And there's something about you um, when you are sitting with someone and you're going to do a reading for them or you're going to talk with them. Do you ever get where you're scared or is it always a positive experience? And I read that you like have all these messages coming in and you're kind of trying to filter them out into what's going to be helpful for the person sitting in front of you. So I'm not usually scared. The only time I'm scared is if I'm writing downstairs in my house and everybody's asleep and somebody in spirit comes and pulls my hair. Mm -hmm. That kind of freaks me out a little bit because I'm not ready. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not working and I tell them to go away. Right. So that doesn't scare me. When I'm reading somebody, business owner, whatever it is, there is an onslaught of information. There's there's voices in my head. There's I can see things outside of my head. I can smell things. I can feel things really, really strongly. And my I always do prayers before I ever work. And I say what is going to be of the most value and for the highest good of all and what is of the light. And then it, it, that filters it more. It must feel kind of overwhelming sometimes. It can be very overwhelming. And it can be overwhelming, and yet the coolest thing is how you feel connected. You're aware of your connection with everyone. That is the most beautiful part of it. And introducing it to business owners is fun because when they start to see, oh, yeah, this is true, then more of it comes to fruition for them. And they're more conscious of it. If you pay attention to it, it grows. Mm-hmm. And they're maybe more likely to share. or Right. And then the way they treat people they're happier because when you use your intuition, you have to be in a happy space to get to it. They're happier. So if they're happier, everybody that works with them is happier. And that makes for a happier planet. And that is why I do this. And you're trying to spread the intuition love, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 a free, natural resource. It's for everybody. It's not spooky. It's fun. It works. Why not use it? Are people threatened sometimes by the things that you tell them or the things that you see or perceive? I would say sometimes I, the people that are more threatened are the ones that don't understand what I do, who don't come to see me because they don't understand it or they think that I'm going to be reading them and know something about them they don't want me to know or that I would know something about them that they don't know. And that's not the way it works for me. And though I can feel people's thoughts, it's not like reading minds, but you can, I can feel it, I don't care. It's none of my business. So it's almost coming through you. It's not an interpretation of you. Right. Okay, that's really interesting. That must be hard, though, because just, you know, when I'm in interviewing people, I might have a judgment about something or a judgment about someone, and you have to filter that out because you are just the mechanism with which whatever this I'm energy conduit. is, is flowing. I'm the conduit, but I actually color it. So let me rephrase what we just said. 
I color it. So it comes through my personality and everything I've been through in my life and who I am. So you could have another medium sitting right here who would see something and we'd in- interpret it very differently. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, when you are working with anybody, I don't care who it is, listening to the radio, you have to like who you're listening to. And then the information can flow more. But it, so, so I color the, I do color the information with my personality. I can't help it. But it isn't my information. It's what I'm seeing and it's how I'm interpreting it. Is it true that you see dead people? It's true. And can you remember the first time that happened? It had to be terrifying. And I was like in my crib. And I suppose it wasn't a, a scary thing at that point because you I didn't know they just, were dead. I just and it was person. just your whole life. Right. But I do remember being like one and two years, probably closer to two because I was walking and my parents were watching the news. And I remember sneaking out of my bed because, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to be asleep at 10 sure. o'clock. And then walking in to tell them I wanted something to eat. And there was a, they were talking on the news about a murder. And all of a sudden, I saw the murder. I saw who did it. I felt who did it. And I ran into my bed, and I was crying because I thought that person could see me too. Okay. Wow. And did that murder ever get solved? I don't remember because I didn't talk about it with anybody. Yeah. And you just, wow, that's really interesting. Um, you have children. I have three. Do you think that your children have this gift or is it something that like I have breast cancer and I got it from my mom? Is it like that? So it's first of all, it's a double edged sword. It is a gift, but it is an ability to. Yes, I believe my children absolutely are highly intuitive. They are because they live with me, if not for the biology, because I have two that are biologically from me and I have another one that is biologically from another very beautiful woman mm-hmm. and man. Um, she's from Korea. She's absolutely as psychic as my sons because when you are around somebody who's really perceptive it rubs off on you you start to your vibration raises you get in that happier place and you start to perceive things too and if nobody's telling you you're crazy then you start to understand it but from I've never said to my kids except for this week I did a little bit I've never said (laughs) let's practice this let's do this but what I have said is let's have good boundaries so when we go into a crowd, let's bubble up. Let's do things so we're not absorbing all that energy. They, they've grown up on that. Is it exhausting sometimes? It is, but it gives you energy because you love people. You know, when you do this, you're loving people. So love gives you energy. I know that sounds very corny, but it's no, true. I absolutely get that. I I get energy from talking to people and hearing their stories and shedding a little bit of light on whatever that looks like when you're hearing it. Right. You you shed Exactly. That's what I do is I give them a different way to look at it. I give them tools to continue looking at it so it can grow. And I help them create what it is they want to create. And I tell them where they're standing in the way of that happening. That's where I specialize. Here's what's standing in your way. And that's going to tick people off. (laughs) Can you give me an example? So I've worked with business owners for so many different years. And I remember one that one of the reasons that he was not doing as well as his cohorts is because he didn't treat people very well. They were afraid of him. And so they didn't perform. They were in fear. When we're in fear, we can't perform. We can't Mm -hmm. do well. And he had no idea that he was intimidating people because he really liked the people that worked for him. He did. This is how he learned to do it. And when I said that to him, first of all, he turned a very weird gray. And I thought, well, it's too bad if he doesn't want to hire me again. It is the truth. Three of his employees pulled me aside afterwards and said, that's so true. Nobody's ever been able to tell him. When he changed, and I showed him how to change the way he approached things. Mm -hmm. He could have every feeling he did. He could be happy or sad about whatever somebody was doing. But the way he approached it 
if you could do it from a place of, okay, this is happening and I'm wondering how we can support you to not have this happen versus you do this again, you're fired. Right. These people started to thrive. They, they got better people. They paid better. I mean, the business started to grow. That's how simple that can be. So you're yourself and you don't have like other people within your, your business structure. Not that you can see. Okay. So do <laughs> Dead you, people. Do you think about, that's just so funny to think about like your board of directors and they're all sitting at the table dead. Um, <laughs> do you think about like, gee, I want my business to grow, but it's just you. You can't multiply yourself. Right. How do you think about like growing your business or is your business just at this finite place and that's comfortable for you? You know, that's a very timely question. It's been on my mind quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I could do readings five days a week, 45 hours. I mean, I people really like my work. Yep. So I get, I get the business. I had to cut it down because I physically couldn't be doing the readings as much. It actually takes your physical energy also. I can imagine. So after doing this for 35 years, I had to pull back on it. So there are different ways that I make money. And I'm looking... It's some there are some things in the pot right now growing to see how else I can do that without physically having to work one on one. I do a lot of speaking engagements. I've got mm -hmm. one coming up on the 18th. I have another one August 2nd. I'm going to be doing more of them online, mm -hmm. so that helps. But there there are ways that I can get even bigger. But it's never ever just been about the money for me. And now I'm being asked to focus on making the money too because I want to be smart about my time because I love my kids. And they're going to college soon. Yep. And I want to be with them. So there, it's an interesting question. So I am starting a couple different things to make money. Right. And tell me about your books. Like, is is in the books that you've written, are they telling your story? Are they more helping you be an intuitive person? What can people find when they look at your books? The first book is The Happy Medium, Awakening to Your Natural Intuition, is pretty much to say if you're sensitive, if you've been called too sensitive your whole life, if these things happen for you, which it happens for most of us, you're not wrong. You're not bad. Here's what it is. Here's how to rein it in. Here's how to protect yourself. Here's how to have fun with it. And here's what's happened for me. It includes a lot of my readings and a lot of very funny stories on what you can do to help make this fun and not feel so shamed. Mm -hmm. The second book um, is more exercises, lots of exercises and techniques about how you can build your own intuition. All these different ways that you can, you're going into a meeting, you're intimidated, the person you're going to be sitting next to has never really liked you. What can you do to protect yourself? What can you do to be the most, to take advantage of that situation and do the best? How can you make more money, which mm -hmm. is using your intuition? How can you shop with your intuition? How can you protect yourself from people who don't like you in general situations? How can you find a lost child in a crowd? Lots of things like that in the happy medium, speaking the language of intuition, because intuition is a language, and it literally shows up in your body and in your feelings. And when you start to watch, like, how you felt when you first saw me, mm -hmm. and let's say, let's just say this goes really, really well, because it is. Yep. And, and it brings you exactly what you want. And the next time you meet somebody and you get that same exact feeling in your belly the way you did when you first saw me, that's your intuition saying, this is also going to go well in a very similar way. That's how it works. Or if you meet somebody and you have an instant bad feeling, don't judge them. This is about you. Just take note of it. Take care. Take note of it. See what happens when that per with that person. Chances are something's going to happen that you're not going to like. It could have to do with them or not. But the next time that feeling comes up, it's another warning. Like, okay, just, just take care. Just watch what's going on. Are those intuitions based on feelings or like, I'll just use you as an example. When I saw you... I think I saw one of your pictures on LinkedIn, but I hadn't ever seen you in person before. But you radiate a certain amount of 
um, joy. Like you just look joyful. Ah, you have bouncy, you. boingy blonde hair. You have uh, big uh, costume jewelry on that's really brightly colored. You're wearing a brightly colored dress. So there's just this feeling that happens with you. Um, sometimes when you meet other people, you don't get that feeling. Is it that you're perceiving based on the physicalness of the person or is it all of the above? It's how you feel about what you see. It's always about your feelings. Your intuition speaks through your feelings. I always say your your feelings are the wings of your intuition. So that's how your intuition speaks to you is through your feelings. Mm -hmm. So you might get that feeling about me and not even prefer the color of blue that I'm wearing, but you like it on me and it feels good to see. Right. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was trying to like separate feeling from the visual cues that you get like when you see all about, someone. Always, always, everything, everything is about energy, about feelings and feelings are energy. But what you do is you pick up something, you feel something, and then you use your head about it. And you put it in your heart and you kind of put them all together to see where you should go from there. You don't just go for one thing usually when you're making a decision. But when you meet somebody and you feel a certain way, always take note of what that feeling is. Because there's so much in that for the next time you meet somebody like that or what you can do with that person to grow. Right. One of the things that when I was in business, I always would think about and I sometimes felt like I manifested bad things because I thought about them too much. Do you believe in like the power of intention or there was a popular book a while back called The Secret where if you thought about something and you made it like recreated it in your mind that you could somehow manifest that? So the law of attraction? Yeah. Or through your actions yep. of... I do very much believe in the law of attraction, but I don't think it is quite as simple as it. you create every single thing. So on some level you do, a two-year-old born... A two-year-old born with sight and losing their sight. You can't say, okay, kid, you were thinking yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. There's way more to it. But what you think about, that becomes your world. What you what you see, what you say, and what you think about literally becomes your world. And so who when you, you surround yourself with, too, I think that makes sense. No question. But when you're thinking negative things because you feel negative and negative things keep happening, it perpetuates it. Well, I mean, that's what we all go through that. Mm -hmm. But if you stop and you say, I'm not going to even think about that. I'm actually going to put my thoughts on something that feels good to think about. That's what raises your vibration. That's what makes you more insightful. That's what brings you more joy. When you're in that more joyful space, you're more intuitive. Your health is better. You get all these great insights. People like you more. You draw to you. It's like you're a magnet. You draw things to you that you want. So rather than thinking, if I think something bad, it's my fault when something bad happens, say, it's I am responsible for my thoughts. Nobody can help me feel any certain way. If I change my thoughts, that's going to change the way I feel. If I change the way I feel, that's going to change my vibe, and that's what changes my life. Right, right. That makes total sense. Um, when you are um, – well, I just totally lost my train of thought, and I had such a good thing to say about that. I can relate to this. About the uh, – we were talking about the power of intention and how you can manifest something um, a lot of entrepreneurs, now I can remember, a lot of entrepreneurs that I sit with, take they're taking big risks, right? They're risking their financials. They're risking their nest egg of their family. They may leave a job earlier to work on a project that they're not getting paid for. How does worry help or hinder intuition? So worry means you care. If You can say to yourself, wow, I'm worried because I care. This is important. That's all right. But I got this. I wouldn't feel that I'm supposed to do this if I weren't supposed to do this. It makes sense from my head, my heart, my insight. Even when you're the only one that's thinking it makes sense, because a lot of times as an entrepreneur, 
your your family is not necessarily sure. They're trying to support you, but you don't know if it's going to be successful. You're out on that limb. When you're out on that limb, you take as many precautions as you can to have more than a nest egg. Because when you're in fear, you can't create very well. You say to yourself, I'm going to do this. If it doesn't feel right for me to do this, I'm going to stop doing this. But that's how wonderful businesses have been started. It's almost like you have somebody pulling from your heart to drag you somewhere because you're supposed to go. I think that is a really great way to describe that. And I I'm thinking about a guy named Brett Stryker that I met. Just, I just listened to that podcast today. He's such a nice man. He is. Uh, he's a couple of podcasts ago. He uh, created Maddie and May's uh, pop flavored popcorns. And there was something about him when I was talking to him that he just had it. He just had it profoundly in mm-hmm. his being. That he's very charismatic and charisma is of the soul. His sister's wonderful also. He's got a twin sister. Oh, that's interesting. I believe it's a, if it's the same person that I've met. But he does. He has, has charisma. When you meet somebody and you're drawn to them or you can feel something oozing really beautifully out of them, that's their soul. And that's such a unique strength that I think help gets the entrepreneurs through the bad times. Yes, but you have to be smart about it. So when you use your intuition, it's very important that you do measure it against other things as well. Because if your intuition says, hey, I can fly, (laughs) not so much unless you're in an airplane. You know, at this moment in your life, you have to measure it out. But again, when you're really drawn to do something, when you really feel pulled to do something, there's a reason for it. You just have to know when to pull the plug on it and go in a different direction or ask for some help. That board of directors you were talking about, about the mind and spirit, mm-hmm. it's a really smart idea to have a board of directors of people that are not connected to your work that you can tap into saying, let's do this. I'm going to tell you this. Does this feel right to you? Does this look right to you? Because that way that builds your confidence, makes you feel more fired up about what you're doing, and you feel that that charisma comes out even more, and you pull things to you that you want, like the success of that business. And do you have that, or do you have that just through the, I don't know, the spirit world of that surrounds you, or do you have a board of advisors of people that you check in with? I absolutely do. It's a small board, mm-hmm. I, but I absolutely do, and I, I check in with them a few times a year because nobody can really tell you for sure what to do, but you can bounce things off of them. And if you get a really funny face from them when you have an idea, you f- look at why that might be because a really good inspiration, that's what intuition is, is going to carry you somebody somewhere really, really well. You just have to do some of your homework. If people are listening to this podcast and they're curious about how to build upon their intuition or how to get in touch with you, what are the steps you usually would take with someone? To get a hold of me? Yeah. Uh, so you obviously have lots of different types of services. Mm-hmm. Generally, what would be the first point of access for somebody? They'd would go they to call my you website. To book an event? The, and... web, the website's theintuitivecoach.com. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing, and it's got loaded with the different things that I do and a lot of information about it. That would be the number one thing. I have lots of speaking engagements, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm really active as Jody Levon and also mm-hmm. The Happy Medium and The Intuitive Coach. I'm on Twitter, which is really fun. What do you like about Twitter? I like the international piece to it. I love seeing the news from a different perspective. I think I learned so much about what's going on in the business mm-hmm. world from that. And it's not a popularity contest the way that we think it might be. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's more of a, this is happening. Do you like it? Take a bite out of it. This is happening. Do you like it? Take a bite out of it. It's There's quicker. like a speed mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Has social media been a good thing generally for your business as an entrepreneur? Tremendous. And one of the reasons is I give people something that I describe what I do, and here's how you find out more. Describe what I do. Here's how you find out more. Just like my website. Here's what you're looking at. This is what I do. I do a blog. I give away 
you know, intuition building downloads mm-hmm. once a month approximately. Here's how you get that. It's all, there's nothing fluffy, I hope. I don't think there is. That's I've smart. Had, mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it is if it's simple, simple, Say sweet. Say that again. Here's what I do and here's how you get it. Yep. Here's what I do. I'm terrible at that. Here's what <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, I, like, I don't, I'm just terrible at telling people how to, um, in my, just my own business life. You I educate people. Yeah. I don't do that very well. You educate people. That's what you do. You educate through food. You educate through this amazing podcast. You educate people. You help them grow. Yeah. That's what's fun for me. I don't like, like I don't tell people like, follow, go to, like I have a website. I never even tell, tell anybody I have one. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's there. And I update it and I put stuff on there. But, but that's like making cookies and not letting anybody try them. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. And maybe someday I'll be more, um, I don't like, I like helping promote other people. I don't like promoting myself. Because you think it's bragging. I don't even know if that's what it is or it just doesn't feel good. Well, it feels you think good it's bragging. to share people. Who, is that, you're, well, you're the intuitive coach. You're telling me that. It feels good for me to talk to you and share your story because I think you're doing something that's very cool. I think you're really excited by it. I believe that you've helped a lot of people, so spreading the word about that makes me feel good. I'm not really doing anything that's that exciting. But what you're doing is you're helping people learn more about those very things. So you're an amazing resource for that. True. So think of it that way. I'm a resource for that. So I'm going to talk about what I do because I'm a resource for all these good things. This is what I do when I'm working with a business owner, just what we just did. That's your thing. You have a thing about not bragging. You don't want to stand out in place of someone else. You're not shadowing somebody else. When you shine, everybody else shines brighter when you shine. And I like connecting people. And like if someone's working on something, I'm like, oh, you should call so-and-so or you should do this or you should do that or make sure you get in touch with this person because that's how I'm a good connector. Right. But if you were a person that sold shoes, made and sold shoes, and the shoes that you always wore were very darling, just flats, but nothing, no no color, no nothing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really represent you. You're selling shoes. You're making shoes. Wear your shoes. Tell people you're a connector. You're a resource. Right. That makes sense. Um, What's next for you? What do you do on Twin Cities Live? I I have so much fun on that show. Do you read Elizabeth and Steve Patterson, or do you, what do you do? So if I've read them, and I'm not saying I have, then it would have been privately, and I would never tell anybody who I've read. But I have read Des. Okay. Uh, I've read actually several people on my talk. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. What I do is I help people spark what they're hiding from themselves so they can have more joy. But we have different subject matters. Like last Friday, we did mother-daughter readings, and they were so – it was such a beautiful reading. Oh, because that these so complicated. <laughs> oh, no. It was so wonderful. There were so many wonderful things that they did for each other. Okay. And that's what I pick up on. Last time I did it, there was a little bit of conflict, but then I picked up on the things that the people really did well with each other. And the more you pay attention to that, the more it grows. But people watching the show see how intuition works, and it pops their intuition. It gives them more confidence. So they say, you know what? That job that I didn't want to go get or even ask for because I didn't think I was even qualified, I'm going to go try it. My intuition tells me to go do it. Or, you know, that that, that wife of mine who keeps stealing all this money, not so much on that. I'm yeah. going to go do something about that. I really hope that people listening have that sense about you and have that sense about um, accessing you as a medium because I do think that so many people prevent themselves from their own success, right, or they hold themselves back. So if you can Absolutely. just open the door a little bit and help them get through it, 
Um, we're here for it joy. It feels so good. Yeah. We're, we're here for joy. That's why we're here. And we have inspiration because we're supposed to go in that direction. All right. Well, people can find you, obviously, at your website, theintuitivecoach.com. And are you on Twin Cities Live regularly or is there a set? I am on regularly, but it's different times. I believe I'm on June 12th. Okay. I'm going to, um, I'll go ahead and I'll, uh, on our Facebook page, Makers of Minnesota. Also, we have a Twitter account, Makers of MN, and then on Instagram. I'll try to find one of your Twin Cities Live clips and post it on the Facebook page so people can see it there. Oh, thank you. That'd be great. Thanks for being a guest today. It's Thanks really interesting me. to talk with you about not only your business, but how you're helping other businesses and entrepreneurs. Thanks. Thank you.